You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. You guys ready for the Word of God this morning? Come on, we, are, we love doing this. We do this a couple times a year where we really feel like, man, these people have been highlighted. We raise up preachers in this house. We raise up worship leaders in this house, evangelists in this house, teachers in this house, shepherds in this house. Get plugged into our DNA. This is a discipleship church. This isn't a check the box on a Sunday and then see you later, have a latte, and you're out the door. No, we want to do relationship with you. We want to see God flourish in your life. And we have three young preachers that are coming up today. We call it a three by 10 that are about to drop some knowledge on this Connect Sunday. It's all about get yourself connected. Connected. So I would love to bring up, we have David Williams, we have the amazing Lindsay Mentor, and the amazing Tiger Single Webster, and uh, we just are going to bring the words. Let's bring up David Williams. Come on, brother. Wow, wow. Wow, it's so good to be here. Good morning, Sam Marcos. This is so cool to be here. And thank you, Pastor Matt and Michaela, for just allowing me to be on this stage and, and to share a bit about Connect and our heart around Connect. And um, yeah, it's just my wife and I, we've been at this church now for 15 years, Natalie. And um, <clears throat> we've, uh, you know, I've been, I've been actually, I, I got saved when I was four and I was a missionary kid and um, grew up overseas and, you know, has been in church my whole life. But since coming to this church, being under the teaching of Pastor Jurgen and Leanne and, and just the anointing that's in this house and around the people that have come here, our, my life has just taken a trajectory that, you know, I, I, I could never believe I would be, be walking in. What I'm walking in today was not even a dream, you know, 10 years ago. So, you know, we, what, we're, what, we, what we believe in this house is as we do life together, we're going to constantly be lifting each other up and lifting each other up to, to new heights. And, uh, you know, when, when my wife and I first started and we, we uh, felt God telling us to lead a connect group, I think after we just got married and um, we were newlyweds and it was, you know, a, a, it was a time of us still trying to figure out how to, how to live with each other, let alone with other people. But we really felt like we should open up our, our home and start a connect group. And um, we just had the most fun connect group. It was all these other newlyweds in our, in our group. Um, we, we still have the relationships with these people today. They're some of our best friends. And we just had the best time. And but we opened up our home, and we didn't know what that was, was going to mean. We didn't know what, uh, you know, exposing who we are, exposing our faults. I mean, there were arguments even in the middle of our connect groups where we were just working things out between couples. And, and it was pretty cool because everyone got to see, really, you know, we were all walking through the same thing. Nothing was unique. Nothing was special. And it, was, and, and it wasn't like our, our marriage was, was not good because we had arguments. Everyone was going through it. And so it was really healthy. It was really a, a great atmosphere. And we had this other couple join us, and they were kind of walking in a different season. They, the, the dynamics changed in the group, and, and it got a little uncomfortable 
for us. And, um, and so Natalie and I would just prayed and we just, God just gave us a really big heart for these people. And we just knew that we, they were there for a reason and we were to pour into them. And the rest of the group rallied behind us and was really pouring into this group. And we saw their lives transform. We saw their marriage just strengthen. We saw them step into a season of just being vulnerable and letting people just in and speak into their lives. And their, their lives completely changed. And then 10 years later, my wife and I, we, we were walking through a season where we just needed God to show up. We, uh, we had a lot of needs. We, were, we didn't know where it was going to come from, but we knew it, had to be, it was going to be God. And that couple that we poured into 10 years ago came out of, showed up out of nowhere. We weren't in contact with them at that point. They came out of nowhere and opened up some amazing doors for us to step into provision and blessing. And it, it wouldn't have happened without that relationship. So, you know, if I can encourage you all this morning, hopefully with what I'm sharing is that as we share more and more of our lives, as we, as we, as we open up our lives, we can really not just only affect the people that we come in contact with, but they in turn will be able to affect your life and lift you up when you need it. So the... Um, message, um, the verse that I, I really love was Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. And it says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And I love that verse because it, it speaks of intimacy before you can really have effective change in another person's life. It requires us to be meeting together. It requires us to be really doing life with each other. If I say, you know, hey man, you're an awesome person, but I don't really know your life. I don't see what you're walking through. It's not going to mean as much as the next person that actually was walking with you, saw the struggle, saw where you may be messed up even, but still says, man, you're an amazing person. You're an amazing man or woman of God. And that, that's where we are able to pull each other out of, of, um, of the situations that we're in. The title of my message was Lift because the definition to lift is to raise a high, to a higher position or level. And we are called to do that for each other. We're called to lift each other out of our situations, out of our paradigms, out of our circumstances, and so that we can see exactly what it is that God has for us and each other. And, um, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're lifting something up, it's, it's an uncomfortable position. It's not convenient. You're bending over. Your, your knees are getting dirty on the ground, maybe. And you're not really a flattering position. And, um, you know, but, but that's what we're called to do. We're called to get down and lift, get down in that muck and, and pull someone up else, else out, right? So we really just have to... We really need to just um, allow ourselves to be put in those uncomfortable situations to be able to be effective to the people around us. And, um, you know, I love this verse, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. 
And I just, I think it's just so sad that we are seeing the world around us literally falling and they're alone. They're literally isolated. And, and, and we as a church, we, we're called to, to, to lift up the people around us, to, to pull the other person up. We can do so much more together. We can, we can accomplish so much more if we're, if we're walking side by side in accountability and, and in, in, in relationship and community. So how do, you, how do you step into this connection? How do you step into a place where you're in this, um, in, in this place of connection with other people? And obviously, you know, it being Connect Sunday, Connect Groups is, is, is where it's at. That's where you're going to meet people that you never even knew about that are going to become your best friends, the friends closer than a brother, I, you know, the, the iron that sharpens your iron, the ones that help elevate you to that next level that you want to get to. And the second thing I would say is our men and women's prayer. I mean, I started going to men's prayer, I think it was four years ago, uh, when, when Dr. Matt started at San Marcos. And man, talk about just catapulting your life. It's just insane. The, the training ground that it is, we can literally practice you know, praying for people, building each other up, seeing what God sees, edifying, prophesying, you know, just going for it. And so I would encourage all of you to step into that place of, of prayer with, um, you know, uh, with, 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 the, with, the, with the fellow people here in this church. So, yeah, if I can encourage you guys today, let's, 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 let's have a heart for each other. Let's lift one another up. Let's go, let's go beyond our comfort zone. Let's go beyond where we are, we've, been, we've been operating and step out and see what, what God can do. I really think that this campus, we can become the, the, it's going to be the known as the family campus where people are like, hey, you need a family? Go to San Marcos. There's a family waiting for you there. Each and every one of you have that capability. You don't know what God's going to unlock as soon as you step into that. So it was such a pleasure speaking to you guys this morning. And... I would love to see you guys out in the lobby, but here's amazing Lindsay Mentor. Take over. Amazing. How's it going? 11 o'clock, you guys slept in, so you guys are going to have energy, which will match me because I have a lot of energy and I love that. <laughs> Listen, I'm just excited to be here like with adults. <laughs> I was excited to put heels on this morning and get ready for church because if you don't know, I'm the kids pastor here so I get to hang out with your kiddos all day. <laughs> so, so it's nice to be in here. Hello everyone. <laughs> um, and speaking of that, who's excited just to be in church with people? <laughs> I never, ever, ever want that to get old. Like never let the excitement of being in church get old. This is so fun. I wake up pumped out of my mind on Saturday because I'm like, oh, it's like almost Sunday. I get, I'm always excited. but <laughs> And I just wanted to honor my pastors, Dr. Matt Michaela. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to speak on this platform. I would not be here able to speak on this platform without connection and discipleship throughout this church because God knew that when I came in here, I had some stuff that needed to get discipled out and into me. So this is a miracle in itself standing here. 
Um, but yeah, I'm so excited to be in church. I was going a little crazy when I was told I had to isolate and stay inside my house. That didn't go over very well with me. I am not somebody who likes to be alone. I was texting my friend Allie last night and I was like, my husband left me alone tonight and I don't know what to do. Like, I don't even like to be alone for an hour. So to be alone for months, that, was, that wasn't sitting well for me. So I'm so excited to be here. Isolation can make us crazy, right? Like, am I the only one who went like a little crazy or was there other people who were like, I need my people, I need my church. So yes, hands, thank you, yes. Um, but I want to ask you guys, and I want you to ask yourself this, did we get maybe a little comfortable in isolation? And did, oh, I'm going to talk about it because I'm passionate about this. <laughs> Did we get a little comfortable with, you know, our tie-dye sweatsuits and binge-watching the home edit and learning TikTok dances inside our house? Hey, no one could see you, so you could really do whatever the heck you wanted. Um, but did that become comfortable? And did the idea of coming back to church be like, oh, do I have to? Do I have to be around people again? Do I have to put makeup on again? Yes, it's so healthy to be around people, you guys. Do you realize that? It's so healthy to be around people. healthy. Don't be lame. Make friends. <laughs> but the title of my message is actually Connection Reset. And when I was praying and preparing for this, God really put it on my heart that there's people that he wants to speak to and he wants to get through to you. That this year in 2021, he wants to reset your desire and your, in, your intention of having connection with people. And what better time to do that than on Connect Sunday and getting in a connect group? And, you know, there are reasons why people can become comfortable with isolation. And I know we like to blame everything on 2020, but that, it dated way back. So wipe that excuse. That is part of it. And I know people got comfortable through 2020 getting, being isolated, but I think it actually roots even deeper than that. So here's what's really interesting to me. If we go back to Genesis, like if you've ever really, I, I just really pondered this this week and maybe you've already thought about this, but I was like sitting in my room preparing for this and I was like, wow, God, you can be a little dramatic sometimes. Like you were so adamant for us to have a companion that you took Adam and you put him to sleep and you took his rib and you made him a friend. Like that is commitment. That is serious business. So in case you're wondering, like, are you sure God wants us to have friends? Yes, God wants us to have friends so much so that he went back and did that. Look to your neighbor and say, you need a companion. And Dr. Matt's going to love this one. And if you're single, you're going to love it more. Heather, Evie, I see you. If you look to your other neighbor and say, hey, I will be your companion. Good. See, you just made a friend or a coffee date. You're welcome. <laughs> But I think there's another reason, you know, like I mentioned, going back before 2020, I think there's actually other reasons people become comfortable with being isolated and not having friends. And if I could get a little serious for a minute, I think some people have just decided that they don't need it. And I think they've decided that they're just better off alone, that they're better off without discipleship. Maybe you were discipled by somebody and you didn't like what they said. Maybe you were even hurt a little bit. I know I've been there, so I can relate to that. And maybe you're like, oh, I tried the whole connection thing once. I tried a connect group. It was lame. They brought milk. <laughs> maybe, maybe it just didn't work out. 
but I feel so strongly and I'm really, I really am passionate about this. And if you know me, you know this to be true. Like God's asking you, try again, reset your mindset on what it looks like to be in connection with people, to be discipled by somebody. Don't go your life undiscipled. I I swear to you, I would not be here. I would not be a pastor at this church. I would not be married. I probably wouldn't even be a member of this church, to be honest, without good discipleship from people. And that can sting a little bit. It's not easy. Tough love conversations are not always fun, but they're so worth it. And if you think you don't need them, I want you to ask yourself, why do you feel like you don't need it? Um, In Proverbs, it says, whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. And it also says in the Bible that God has given us a sound mind. So if you're sitting here and you're like, well, I don't, I don't need sound wisdom or counsel. Yes, you do. It says it all over the Bible. It's, it's the guideline. And And I didn't share this in the first service, but I was reminded that Jesus was the ultimate discipler and he was the ultimate person. Like if Jesus didn't want to do life alone, what makes us think that we should be doing life alone? Jesus literally said, okay, I've got a ministry. I need friends. And so he grabbed 12 people and said, hey, will you come do this with me? Because I already know that traveling alone is lame and I don't want to do that. Sitting in the airport lounge alone, lame. Going on a plane alone, lame. Talking to people alone, lame. Don't be lame. (laughs) Um, and then something I really can relate with is I actually feel like there's a specific group of people in here that feel like they're actually not worthy of having good friendships. And maybe they're feeling like they're not even worthy of being under good leadership. And I don't know if that's from you know, a past church or maybe a past friend group. I know in high school I grew up and I didn't I didn't think I was good enough to be friends with people because I was just dealing with so much rejection and I had to work through that and deal with that, which I was able to in this house. But God wants you to have good friendships and you are so worthy of having those good friendships. And I even feel right now that somebody has been told that they're not a good friend and that they're never going to be. And I'm here to tell you right now that that's a lie from the enemy and that is not true. And God wants you to reverse that mindset right now. So as we come to a close, I want you to ask yourself, how can I get, how can I get connection and discipleship in my life? And I know January can be really exciting. We've got, uh, we got new visions, we've got vision boards and vision cards, and we've got new habits that we're wanting to implement into our life. And if you were here the first few weeks, you maybe got to fill out a vision card and you got to dream really big because I know our church encourages us to do so. But Today, maybe filling out that connect card is just a little daunting. And maybe handing it in is a little scary because you're thinking, well, what if I'm rejected? Or what if the connect group that I fit in just isn't the right fit for me? What if, what if I get hurt again? And first of all, there's tons of different connect groups. So don't even worry about if the first one doesn't work out. Just go to another one. It's so simple. I think we overcomplicate it sometimes. If you were to go on a date and it was lame, you would just go on a, another one with a different person, right? You like, you would try it out. It's called dating. So date your connect group a little bit. That's okay. I'm here to tell you that that's okay. But, but do it afraid. Like if, if getting in a connect group is scary, 
do it anyways, because you're never going to know the incredible people that you meet unless you try it, unless you get connected. Don't be a check the box Christian. Don't just show up here halfway through worship and leave during altar call. Get connected. Have people who are looking out for you, who can pray with you, who can walk you through the stuff in your life, because we already realize that God doesn't want us to do life alone. God has such big plans for our lives, and there's no way that we're going to be able to do those by ourselves. I know I have big dreams, and there's no way that I'm going to be able to do them without the support from my friends, my pastors, and my leaders, and the people in my connect group. So I'm just excited for today. I'm excited for what's to come. I'm excited to see new faces. I'm excited for you guys to get connected. But as you leave here, I just want you to really think, like, what is it in my heart that needs healed so that I can properly open myself up so I can't be hardened to the idea of being connected, but so that I can actually receive and accept the love and connection that God has for me. Amen? Awesome. Tiger. Wow, Lindsay, that was amazing. That was amazing. I mean, date your connect group. Come on, till you find the right one. Just simple, clean, and uh, don't be lame. I mean, if you got those two things, it was worth the drive over here, right? <laughs> and then David and Natalie, wow, the people that they sowed into, then 10 years later, those people come into your life during a challenging time and end up opening like all these doors for you. The power connection. Can we give them both another big hand before we... Okay, before I get started, I want to say that Pastor Matt, Pastor Michaela, thank you for just being so good looking, always being stylish. I don't know, they're, they're laughing, but they, they just, and you know, and they said some things are, there's a saying, some things are taught, other things are caught. I don't, I feel like I've caught more from your lives. I mean, your teaching is just incredible, but just the life that you live as an example. How many of you have caught things from the Hubbards? Um, if you're new, just strap on and just keep watching what they do. If you're still trying to sort it out, just, just watch them a bit, and I guarantee you your life will just continue to go up, not to mention all the great teaching here. And our lead pastors, I honestly believe with all of my heart that we have two of the most incredible lead pastors on the planet right now. I really believe that. We can do better than that for our lead, past, our lead pastors. All right, so my name is Tiger. For those of you that are new, um, I'm a horrible golfer. I'll just put that out there. That is, that is, that's my real name. I get that question a lot. And uh, today I want to talk a little bit about uh, we're better together. That's what I want to talk to you about, that we're better together. And I'm going to walk you through a few things in my own life where I didn't always realize that we were, were better together. And I had a few, few train wrecks as a result. And uh, now, thankfully, I'm, I'm on the other side of some of that. So I want to walk you through that, and then I will go over a few scriptures, and uh, we'll have a good time. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. So... Um, 
There's a scripture I want to start with. It's in Romans 12, verse 16. I'm going to start with this verse. I like the Amplified Bible. It says, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, conceited, self-important, exclusive. But watch this. It says, but associate with humble people, those with a realistic self-view. Do not overestimate yourself. Do not overestimate yourself. And in talking about connection, there's something else that popped into my mind, and I think it, it really in, illustrates what all of us have been talking about. And it's, uh, I heard it at, actually at the Emerge conference, and it said that if, if you were to take a lion and you pit that lion against a tiger, every single time the tiger would win. But if you took a pack of lions and you pit the pack of lions against the pack of tigers, every single time the pack of lions would win. And the reason why is because the tiger would win solo because they're, they're hardwired to, to move in isolation. But the lions would win every time because they're hard, hardwired and trained to work as a pack. And I think that that is one of the things that um, is, I think, one of the biggest misconceptions in the Christian world is that I just have this relationship with God and I love God. I'll go to church, but I really don't, I really don't need to be in, in any kind of connection with other people. And so the enemy loves that because he can isolate and then get narratives and lies and thoughts going in your mind and you don't really have anyone that you could process those emotions, those negative mindsets with, and now you're easy pickings. He's like, oh, isolation, This'll, this is easy day for him. So we're talking about connection, we're talking about better together, and for my own story, uh, you know, I had a few less than perfect church experiences in the last 20 years. Anybody here who have had less than perfect church experiences? All right, I'm not alone. That's always a good thing. And uh, so as a result, I built up a defense mechanism. We as human beings, we're good, you know, at defense mechanisms. We don't like hurt, so we're like, okay. So I, I didn't realize it, but I built this protective fence around my life, around my heart, and I thought, well, I'm... I'm I'll go to church, but you know, if I, you know, I'm not going to let people in too close. And so, for me, I didn't even realize it was happening, but uh, I started to gravitate towards more of a conference culture. And I would go to church, but you know, it was, you know, it was. I still had a bit of, I think, a condescending attitude in my heart, and I just, I felt like I gravitated 80, 90 percent more of my life towards kind of this cult conference scene. And um, what's interesting about that is that it's very easy for things to live in the shadows in a conference culture because you go once a quarter, once every couple months, you might get an impartation or a prophet, but people don't really get close with you. you. You don't really, it's not like you're doing life together. It's not like you're sitting down at the table and you're really kind of hashing out the day-to-day -day life together. And so as I'm kind of in this world, I end up moving out to Nashville, end up getting married. And then uh, a couple years into the marriage, all these things start surfacing in my life and, and things that I'm like, man, I thought, 
here's, I've, I've, I've fasted, I've prayed, I've been to some of the greatest conferences in the world. Like I, I've worked for big ministries in the past. Like how is it that I've got all of this, um, un, I'm unpackaging all of these, these things that have never been dealt with. And what I realized is that Tiger, although you've been good at going to conferences, you haven't really been good at inviting other people into your world that are maybe down the road of a few steps. Maybe they're, they've overcome some things. You haven't done good at really inviting. You've been very private and you've pushed people out. And so I thought, okay, so the marriage ended in a divorce and I got here and I thought, okay, I have one of two decisions I can make. I can either sit in a corner. This is Bressy Ranch where I started and you can lick your wounds and feel sorry for yourself. Or you can look at how your life got to where it is and you can take some personal responsibility and you can now begin to look to, and I can't tell you how many men in this church that don't even know it, whether it's a Dr. Matt or David or Richie Hale or Alex, I could go around this entire room, men that just either we've had a coffee or a lunch, or I just look at their lives and say, man, I admire that. I, I didn't have that. Man, I, I want to learn from that. I want to, I want them to speak in to, to these deficiencies. So I don't go around that mountain one more time. And so that is one of the things that I love about the, this church and one of the things that I, I noticed and there, there's a, is how we do life together. It's not all about only what happens on this platform. And as I bring this to a close, there's a statement that, um, that Brian Houston said that I just love. He said, who do you have in your life? Listen to this. He said, who do you have in your life that loves you enough that can have tough conversations with you. Who do you have? It's worth writing down if you want to. Who do you have in your life that loves you enough that can have tough conversations with you? Let me tell you, I have had some people in this church to have some tough conversations with me. But I'm thankful because I've walked away and I've thought, Tiger, this is what you asked for. This is what you said you didn't have when you were living. Now you have it. How are you going to? And every time I've walked away from those, I've seen my life go up. And so um, you can give the Lord a give the Lord a hand for that. So I'm just thankful that we're in a church that that. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's about doing life together. We're, we're better together. So let's just um, pray. Lord, we thank you for every person here. And Lord, we thank you for the vision of this church. We thank you for our leadership here. And Lord, we just thank you that, that we're better together. We thank you that you've made us to do, to do life arm to arm, shoulder to shoulder, that we don't have to be isolated, Lord. Your word says that there's safety in a multitude of counselors, Lord. So we're thankful for the opportunity. We can get in connect groups, do life together, navigate the challenges together instead of in isolation. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. All right, so the last thing that we want to do is uh, we want to give those of you who you might say, you know what, 
there's been a lot of talk today about connecting with other people, uh, connecting with each other. But in a room this size, I'm sure there's there's many of you that are just saying, you know what, I don't I don't know that I've really ever connected to God. I've, I've come to church today, maybe a friend has brought you, maybe you looked up online or, or however you got here, but you might say, I, I've never really surrendered my life to God. I've never connected to God to say, I, I want you to, to be Lord of my life. And, you know, for me, over 20 years ago, I remember hearing a preacher stand on a platform and uh, talk about the fact that God loves you. God loves you just the way you are, but too much to leave you that way. And I, I, I thought people like me just, I didn't think God would have anything to do with people like me. All of the problems and mistakes and sins that I had committed, I didn't think God could ever accept anybody like me. And the preacher went on to explain, I'll never forget it, that um, you don't get right to come to God, but you come to God to get right. You don't, you don't get right to come to God. You come to God to get right. I, I still remember that two, over two decades later. And so I'm going to have all of us just bow our heads. And those of you that say, you know what? I want to connect to God today. I want to give my life to Christ or I want to recommit my life to Christ. I'm, I'm not where I, I, I once was. As I count to three, I'm just gonna ask you to simply slip up your hand and you're just saying, God, that's me. I want prayer today. I wanna, I wanna surrender my life. On the count of three, today is your day and today everything can change. One, God is here, he's, he's waiting, he's reaching out his loving arms to you. Two, he loves you, he's got a plan for you and today everything can change. Three, just slip up your hand where we can see it. I see that hand, I see that hand. God bless you, I see that hand up there. God bless you, I see that hand. God bless you, I see that hand. I see that hand there, God bless you. We'll wait for just a few more seconds. There's be a few more. You want to give your life to Christ. I see that hand in the front. You want to recommit your life to Christ today. I see that hand. I see that hand. God bless you. We just want to wait just for a few more seconds. I see that hand there. All right, you can put them down. We're all going to stand together and we're going to pray this prayer with these amazing people that have decided to give their lives to Christ. And then our campus pastor is going to come up. Let's just pray this prayer all together. Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I accept your free gift of eternal life. I give you my heart. I give you my mind. I give you my soul. I give you my body. Today, I give my life to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.